Hello folks, again I'm new at this podcast and I thought I'd start something to see how it works out is to do a study or verse by verse in the book of Psalms. I'd like to take Psalm 119 with its 175 verses and kind of pick them apart a little bit. Every part of it is about the Word of God and with Seedline International, our focus being on the Word of God, I'd like to kind of emphasize that for my personal study and also to share with you as well and challenge your heart you know most bible believing christians understand that we're living in the final days uh, before the second coming of our lord jesus christ his coming may occur at any moment uh could be a few years or even a few decades from now however i believe it's going to be soon uh from the way things look and i think as a christian um I believe that we're seeing a lot of things come into play. Now, the world is not able to see that, but I think that we are. But I think with increasing evil and turmoil, um, ours is a time to have strong hearts. Of course, heart disease itself physically is a leading killer. And uh, Jesus said in the last days would be a time with men's hearts failing them for fear and for looking after those things which are coming on the earth for the powers of heaven shall be shaken in Luke chapter 21, verse 26. I think Solomon understood that as well, the importance of the human heart, and advised in Proverbs 4, 23, keep thy heart with all diligence, for out of it are the issues of life. And uh, such a statement can be taken literally, I think from a medical standpoint as well. We now know that the greatest form of medicine for the heart is preventative medicine. Many people have altered their diets, uh, adjusted their lifestyle, engaged in regular exercise to prevent a debilitating or fatal heart attack, and always concerned about that. So they do many, many things in our day uh, to do that. But it's not like Solomon had those things in mind when he wrote down the words of Proverbs more than 900 years uh, before Christ. Solomon uh, undoubtedly was making figurative reference to that part of man that sets the direction of his life, what we commonly call, I suppose, is the heart. We're not talking about the physical heart. We're talking about the spiritual heart of man. Whether dealing with a literal organic blood pump in the human chest or the seed of human desire, taking steps to prevent heart problems makes good sense. If we can alter our diet, lifestyle, and physical activity to protect our physical heart, why don't we work just as hard or even harder to take care of our spiritual heart? After all, our physical life is maintained by the condition of our physical heart. But one thing we want to focus on think about, eternal life is a matter of decisions made with the spiritual heart. And the most important thing that anyone can do, and I would trust that you've done that, is found in Romans chapter 10, verses 9 through 10. That if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus, and shalt believe in thine heart that God hath raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. For with the heart man believeth unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. So I hope that you have received Christ as Savior. That's the most important thing. And besides, the Bible is a spiritual book. Uh, that's one reason that man has trouble understanding it. We travel to Washington and we do a Bible reading marathon and some folks just stop by and say, why are you reading the Bible? What's so important about that? 
and various questions that we won't go into at this time, but it's because it is a spiritual book. If you try to read it as a novel, of course, it does read that way. There are many, many things in there, and man should read it, but there are a lot of things that have to be spiritually discerned as well uh, to give understanding. So they need to know Christ as their Savior. And in that verse again, it says that we need to do that. It says that if thou shall confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus and shall believe in thine heart that God hath raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. For with the heart man believeth unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. And that's found in Romans chapter 10, verses 9 through 10. And I would suggest you read that and get that settled in your heart as well. But we're going to be kind of looking at Psalm 119 to try to understand the importance of the Word of God and the care of the heart. And they want to try to do this with... Uh, Open heart surgery, I suppose, would be a good way to put that since we've been talking about the heart. Because God's a great physician. God can go to work on our heart. The Holy Spirit can guide and direct us. And so we'll be making a journey uh, throughout this study, hopefully, into the heart of God himself and trying to make an understanding of that, what he's saying to us in that. Sometimes we read scripture and we don't really um, understand it or try to make an effort to understand it. So I think we need to uh, make that direction, and uh, it's important that you catch uh, the personal nature of this psalm. Uh, since my challenge used to make it real in your life, your personal life, these words are not for mere knowledge alone. You know, we can have biblical knowledge, but heart knowledge, it's just a waste. Um, they're spirit, and they are life. And John 6.63 or 6, makes reference to that. Um, our maximum benefit from the study of this psalm, um, when we come, we'll begin to pray the words back to God and from the depth of our hearts. And whether or not it can be conclusively proves, proven historically that David was the author uh, of this psalm, because it doesn't really mention his name at the beginning of it, but we'll use him as our human contact with the events and emotions of this psalm, uh, because I believe you can really... Uh, understand David and his heart. Of course, he was after God's own heart and those kind of things. But you might agree or not agree on who has written this psalm. But I think we'll take a look first in our next session about four aspects of David's life. We'll examine uh, his attitude, um, his appearance, his anointing, and his adoration of God. And uh, these are the areas of his life that give us insight into his spiritual makeup. And as a result, I think we will feel at least strongly that David had written this psalm, and as many of the others, God was after, or David was after God's own heart, and uh, you can see his concern and his interest in that. So I want to thank you for listening today. We'll take our step next into the four things of David and see where we go from there. Thank you. May the Lord bless you. As we continue our look at Psalm 119, today we're going to take a quick look at Psalm 119, verse number 1. Blessed are the undefiled in the way who walk in the law of the Lord. We're promised in this verse that we are blessed if we are undefiled in the way. Which that means, of course, that we are Christians and that we hold the Word of God in high esteem in our hearts and our lives. We do not defile ourselves with habitual sin or intentional sins we are sinners 
of course, saved by grace from the blood of Christ. But it tells us, blessed are the undefiled in the way. The way, of course, would be those that walk in the law of the Lord. And the law of the Lord, of course, is the word of God. If we walk in the way of the word of the Lord and the scriptures, God gives us direction. God gives us input into our lives. And God gives us basically a daily walk if we'll apply that to our lives. So you and I need to think about that and make application. Psalm 119, every verse refers to the Bible. And the Bible, of course, being uh, something that is very, very applicable to today. It gives us our um, hope, our direction, our constant uh, true north, I suppose, in our lives. And what it does, it gives us the guidance and direction spiritually what we need to do to stay in contact with God and to keep ourselves uh, undefiled. And then also gives us daily direction for physical uh, stepping and working and living. Teaches us how to uh, keep ourselves clean and keep ourselves away from sin and things that would actually defile us and become part of a, oh, a lifestyle, I suppose, that would cause us to pull away from the things of God, not even think about the things of God and also uh, emotionally, it will keep us in check. If we just let it apply to our hearts and our lives, we get concerned and uh, many times not sure what to do or how to do it. And I think the Word of God is able to do that. So we're seeing the Bible telling us that we are to keep ourselves uh, undefiled and keep ourselves as well in the openness of God and allow Him the opportunity to work in our hearts in our lives and again that verse is blessed are the undefiled in the way who walk in the law of the lord and so if we're going to walk we need to see what god god's directions are what we should do next and what uh, is our course and our outline for our life and our daily walk with christ and so david as he's made mention here in psalm 119 the first verse he's given to us blessed are the undefiled in the way who walk in the law of the Lord. So it means our steps that we take, and we don't want to get too much into the rest of the chapter, but in verse uh, 130, mm -hmm. it says, The entrance of thy words giveth light, it giveth understanding unto the simple. And also in verse 105, uh, to kind of go along this with verse 1, the word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. And if you notice what a lamp is or a lantern, uh, if you've ever had one or held one up, if you're walking down a path, it will show you enough room to make your next step. It doesn't show the whole path. So what you and I need to think about is the same thing as the Word of God, that if we will walk in that way and we walk toward the Lord and by the law of the Lord, it will guide every step that we get and that we take. And also Joshua chapter 1, God told Joshua of the place that he put his foot. So that means you and I need to make a move and we have a choice where we make that step. So as we begin our study in Psalm 119, let's remember we need to walk in the right direction and then walk according, of course, to what God has given to us and make sure that we walk in the law of the Lord. Let it be our guide and let it be our uh, course setter and give us our true north so that we might know which direction to go and not veer to the right or the left and that we just make God a part of our thinking and every action that we take. Thank you. Have a great day. God bless you. Our study today is in Psalm 119, verse number 3. 
They also do no iniquity. They walk in his ways. You know, it's amazing how that one verse in the Bible can make such a difference in our heart and lives. It says, they also do no iniquity. Now, it's referring back to those in verse number two. Blessed are they that keep his testimonies, that seek him with the whole heart. So, verse number three has an application. If we are seeking him with our whole heart, then we're going to be blessed and we're going to be comforted. We're going to be directed, of course, by the Holy Spirit in our lives. But they also do no iniquity. We need to make a conscious decision not to do wrong. Now, sometimes we fall because of our fallen state. Um, you know, we all have sin. We have a sin nature that we deal with. But making a choice, do no iniquity. That do is an action word that we make a choice and move forward to decide to do something wrong. So we need to decide not to do iniquity, not to do sin. We need to make that decision before we get there. That decision needs to be made beforehand. You need to decide what you're going to do. And when you come in certain situations, you've probably had enough life experience now to know what's coming your way. So you need to decide what not to do. Uh, most time we decide what to do, but let's make a choice of what not to do. And then the second half of that verse, they walk in his ways. That's a key as well. And I think the last time we referred to uh, one of the verses later on in the chapter about walking our path and a lamp unto my feet. Uh, verse 105, that word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. And so we have to really pay attention because, as it says here, they walk in his ways, not our ways, in his ways. So you now need to walk in the ways of the Lord. And how do we get that? Well, we get that from the Bible itself. It tells us what direction to go and which way to walk. We know what's right and what's wrong. The Bible's very clear on that. If there's a gray area at all, then I would say we err on the side of positive. We stay away from the gray areas as much as possible and that we walk in his ways. Probably a good question to ask is what would Jesus do? I know that's a cliche saying of the day for bracelets and signs and the Bible markers and all that, but it is you know, very, very important and it does carry a lot of weight. If you come to a crossroads and you try to make the decision which way would Jesus go, then you would see that his choice and his way is always the right way. And we're reminded, of course, as well, in uh, John chapter 14, verse number 6, that Jesus is the only way. There are many today who um, want to claim all kinds of directions, and I suppose it would be a nice thought, but it's not truth. Sometimes nice, nice, nice thoughts are uh, something that we would like to hold on to. We'd like to say, well... Uh, that just feels right and that's true it does and we react to some of that but the main thing that we have to remember is the bible is truth and it's absolute in john 14 number verse number six jesus said unto him i am the way the truth and the life no man cometh unto the father but by me and so that is a walk that we can do and that's his way his path that no one comes to God but through Jesus Christ to shed blood upon Calvary. So we made the, need to make a conscious decision. They also do no iniquity. They walk in his ways. Make a conscious choice to not to do wrong. Make a choice to do right. 
And then don't walk in your ways or the worldly ways. Walk in His ways. What direction would God have you to go? What are God's ways? And we learn that by study in the Word of God. So I hope that you will take that, apply that to your life, and remember, walk in His ways.